Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended. So warning for that, too, you idiots. Yeah. This is Moon Ambiance. <laughs> I'm what? just like uh, the Fonz. Dead. You are? Dead. Uh, <laughs> the Fonz is not dead. Something about jumping the shark. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have nowhere to I did go not with know that. where where you were going with your Fonzie comparison. Neither I did I, I apparently. With coolest guy in the room. Mm. <laughs> I've yeah. never ridden a motorcycle. Have either of you gentlemen ridden a motorcycle? I've been on a motorcycle, but I've never like ridden slash drove it myself. Right. Yeah. Same. I've been on one, but I've never been in control of one. Yeah. What about a moped? Yes. Uh no, I don't even think Hartman ever let me ride his moped. Which is actually <laughs> like I'm kind of upset about now. Nah, no, I've never well, been on a moped. Can. Not once, man. I, my my Mm-mm. cousin had a moped, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And I wanted to ride it all the time. And that's Mm-hmm. And I just, they lived in like one of those additions that was like off a road and then it was just like a big circle and they would just let me ride that moped around that circle for hours. You, <laughs> like just some idiot. If you kid. fall, you're like an inch off the ground. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Now they have those, uh, those I, little yeah. scooter things all around cities and college campuses. And yeah. Yeah. That shit's in Bloomington, right? Yeah, you guys mm. ridden on I thought, those? I thought Bloomington was mm-hmm. getting yeah. a shitload of those or something. I've ridden on those before too. Mm-hmm. It was the really lime. Easy. Yeah. yeah, when they first brought them in, they had like, if you give us ten dollars, you get like twenty dollars in credits too. And uh, we were actually going to see uh, Bernie Sanders speak back like in the early days, a long time ago. He was at IU, so we parked like fourteen blocks away because we parked where we did because we saw three of those scooters and we're like, hey. Let's just park here and scooter down there. And then we'll just find these three scooters and scooter back. And then we get down there and there's like a thousand of those yeah. scooters. So we just park them and then we're like, ah, we'll just take whatever back. That's my scooter Hey, story, at least guys. they were there when it you got nice. back. Because I've, I've seen people take those things and they're like, this was smart. And then there's not one to take back to their car. <laughs> yeah, like, somebody else comes fuck. by and grabs it. Yeah. <laughs> Uber it is. I have uh, still yet case. to use one. Oh. I, I I wanted to. Uh, at Gen Con, I got done, and I park in a free IU lot that's maybe, like, six blocks away. So I have to, like, carry whatever I buy at Gen Con, which is usually a lot, and it's pretty heavy because <laughs> they're board games. Um, All six blocks back to my car, usually in, like, 90-degree heat because it's the middle of fucking summer. Actually, 90 degrees is putting it very mildly. It's usually way hotter in Indy. Um... And I got out with all these bags, and there were all these scooters. I was like, this is the time. I'm going to do it. None of them took my credit cards. Neither of the two <laughs> scooter companies, they had an issue with my credit card. So, nothing. Nothing. What a I bummer. mean, I could, probably, I could probably fix it for you right now. What is your credit card <laughs> number? <laughs> all right. It is uh, 69698085800085. Dude, I can remember that one. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Four, 40, 42. Right, Those I are the last the, two. The three-digit three code understand. on the back is 420, 420. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how you got it. <laughs> I'm uh I'm some Marvel superhero with mind reading powers. Why couldn't I think of Charles Xavier? <laughs> Literally most of the mutants have psychic powers. Like Jean Grey. <laughs> That's it. That's all I've got. <laughs> I'm out. Two of them. I, most I, of the X Men, two. Too. Physically, I I, re- I resemble much more of a Charles Xavier because I'm a lazy slob that sits down all day. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, it's definitely not Jean Grey. <laughs> but mentally, I'm Jean Grey, a sexy badass space slut. I can see kind of a Wolverine-ish with you, maybe, maybe. I, uh, <laughs> it's real bad when I have the chops. <laughs> yeah. Not so with yeah, the beard. Yeah, if, if you decide to cut the beard and the hair, you have to have the chops for at least, like, 24 hours. I rocked chops yeah. in high school because I was that guy. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I could grow them and I other mean, guys can't, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's Surprise. it. Uh, guys who can't, one speaking, yeah. uh, were jealous as fuck, so it worked. Right. He did what he was supposed yeah. to. Mm-hmm. And, and my... Because <laughs> like, I went to Catholic schools. You couldn't have a beard but you could have a mustache so like people would do it and it looked awful it's like high school kids with just straight straight mustache not a good look in high school (laughs) after uh the thin little whiskers i got a job i got a job at a uh, grocery store and they had the similar rule you could only have a mustache so all the all the managers and assistant manager dildos (laughs) all had a fucking mustache and they were super strict, like, these guys were fucking weirdos. And again, I had sideburns, and, like, I couldn't have the chops, but I had some pretty good sideburns going on. And they fucking stopped me one day from clocking in, and made me go home and, like, shave yeah. the sideburns to be level with my ear. And I'm like, are you kidding me, yeah. man? And they're like, no, <laughs> you go home, and you don't come back till those are shaved. And I was like, all right, God. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty strict. Yeah, <laughs> jobs. Jobs are the worst. Who needs them? Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> in these times uh... yeah. that was a terrible time <laughs> too soon <laughs> jeez man I don't so know I was saying earlier about killing the energy in the room <laughs> that one did it <laughs> uh, man so uh, in case you can't tell if you haven't figured out our mysterious third voice uh, it's our good buddy Mike Lanham <coughs> has decided to join us on this Trimmers episode what was supposed to be our second biggest episode ever, guest-wise, uh, has been reduced to our good buddy Mike oh. Lanham, who wasn't... <laughs> he was supposed to have a single episode debut on Shawshank Redemption, uh, which we still have <laughs> not covered yet, so... Uh, Frank Darabont month will be here right after, I guess, uh, Fincher right February. <laughs> just, just, when I yeah, don't move across yeah, the country. Don't make any, like, big life decisions, <laughs> Kyle. Jesus. <laughs> This podcast revolves around that. I know, right? My God. But Mike, thank you for joining us, hey man. Guys. Thanks uh, thanks for uh, inviting me. I didn't uh, uh, realize that the whole thing was for everybody to drop out, and it could have just been you two like normal. Give me, give me the heads up next time, and I'll just make an excuse <laughs> of what I have to do with my boring life during the uh, coronavirus. No. I will say you're you're needed on this podcast because I was not prepared to talk about trimmers with four people who really love trimmers on the podcast. <laughs> so I'm glad you're here because I was prepared to just sit back and let everybody else talk. So I have 
not much tonight. I don't know that you have to love <laughs> trimmers. You can just like, I guess it depends on if you like no. almost B-type horror movies, though I wouldn't really categorize it as I that. I think he's saying... <laughs> we'll get, like we'll get into it oh, much yeah. more, yeah. but I think, I think the appreciation you guys have for trimmers is much more than like many other horror movies of like the similar ilk, right? Yeah, I mean... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think I maybe even I might be putting words into Blake's mouth. So if he's listening, I'm sorry. But I even think I saw Blake say like Tremors might be in his top five movies of all oh, time. Wow. I mean, they're, they're like that good. So that's why I was like, I can sit back and let other people speak love on this. <laughs> I'm like, that's not me. So I am. I want to hear yeah, that. I'm, I'm sure we'll. It's not that you hate it, but there's just no, a different no. level of love. The appreciation, yeah. yeah. It's just, I just don't have that level, and I, I please inform me about that. I'm curious. I wonder. I, w- I almost wonder if it's the the age difference because, like, maybe when that movie mm. really was was a big thing, like, so, so it's, see, it's it's 1990, right? So like, it yeah. was 1990. Yeah, so you may have been just too young for that when that movie really started to to come on TV a lot and stuff like that. Or the fact, oh, yeah. was, was Sci-Fi Channel really even like a a channel everybody had when it, it first came around? Not when I got into yeah. Tremors, and I think a lot of us got into it younger. I had this same thought. I didn't get into it till Aftershocks, the second one, around but, TNT, and they would play Tremors yeah. and Tremors 2 all yeah. the time, and that's when Back I when got into yeah, it. Yeah, TBS, TNT, mm-hmm. Sci-Fi, all yeah. the time. I want to say, like, mm-hmm. when HBO used to do, like, the free weekends, because my parents weren't paying for HBO. We <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I got no, thirteen uh, siblings. Like the Lanhams aren't uh, shelling out like premium channel money. So like when that free weekend would happen for Disney or HBO, we'd watch the shit out of whatever was on. It didn't matter how bad it was. We were watching whatever it was. You're watching it. And Tremors yeah. was probably one of those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess we're just jumping in, which is great. <laughs> Where I, so one of my questions here, I wanted to get everybody's first exposure to Trimmers and just kind of figure that out. Because I know I came across this movie because of my uncle. Um, and I my uncle loved movies. He would, he had, he's, he's passed now, but like even still, if you go to his house where my cousin lives, like just walls. Stacks ceiling to top, like in neat rows of DVD cases and VHS cases, and just the man loved film. And uh, so I would watch a lot of movies with him back in the early days. And one of them was Trimmers. And for some reason, I fell in love with Trimmers at like six or seven years old. And of course, he had the dual VCR set up, so he burnt me a VHS copy. Nice. And I, f- I wore that tape out. I watched that movie so much. I would watch it and rewind it and watch it again. I fucking love this movie as a kid. And uh it's just it was a real big nostalgia trip when we watched it in that in our group movie night cuz I hadn't seen it for probably at least 8 years, I'd say. It'd been a good while since I'd seen it. So it was a good thing to get back into it. Um So yeah, Mike, how how about you, buddy? How did you really come across Trimmers? Was it was it just the HBO? Do you no, remember? I, like it probably was, but I also had an, an aunt that worked at a uh, like a video distribution place here. So she would get a lot of like okay. the VHS screeners back in the late eighties, early nineties. And she would just drop them off at our house, like on her lunch breaks. And we would watch things for a month straight. She'd bring like one or two 
VHSs and just kind of like swap them out every once in a while. And like, I guess back then, movies didn't come out. Like, I guess th- they would be in the theater and it would be a year later before they probably came I, to yeah, video. I do remember and that. And because they were selling copies much. to video stores and distributors and stuff like that, I feel like we saw a lot of shit like way before anybody else did, <laughs> uh, especially if you missed a theater run. And I'm pretty sure Tremors is one of those movies that had a real short, like, movie theater stint. It did but, not do well at pro- the box office. Yeah, but as much replay value as it has now and DVD sales and VHS sales and it's in every, like, box set of those kind of cheesy type movies and they've done the bundles with the multiple versions of this movies and however many they're up to and stuff like that. So a lot of it was probably that, just having early access to something like that. And then whatever those movies were, we watched over and over. Like maybe it wasn't the biggest movie ever, but because that's the movie she brought us as kids, that's what we knew. Cause we weren't out buying movies like as much as yeah, now, like, like you, you go and buy a movie instantaneously or go buy a DVD on your own. Back then you didn't go to the store and just buy a VHS for, for no reason. You only did it for holidays or a birthday or something like that. You didn't have 800, VHS is on the wall. Yeah. You had a couple under the giant TV stand that your mom put Longaberger baskets on top of. <laughs> and then got yelled at when you didn't put the tape and, uh, back in the box. Or 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 rewind <laughs> yeah. it. My mother would yell at us so much for not rewinding a movie when we were done. She did good. As somebody who worked in a video right, store, I, I she did good. I was about to say, you, you probably dealt with that, so... <laughs> I came at the very tail end where there were still some straggler uh, free kids movies on VHS. Or, or people so, who weren't. So we still had the VHS rewinders. The, the older and, folk who weren't willing to adopt DVD. They're like, nope, sticking with my trusty VCR. Yeah. yeah, we were there at the transition when we had to move out the VHS. And there was a lot of very vocal, angry customers. Right. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> first, like six months like it was a long transition at family video like to let people down the heartbreak that vhs is dead my, like five years after vhs was yeah, dead my parent my parents <laughs> five years after. my parents are still like that like i try to like explain netflix and uh prime and stuff like that and they can do it to a point but they would much rather go buy a dvd and just stick it in their their yeah. dvd player really I installed all the accounts that I have access to onto my mother's smart TV that I also Same. gave her. And, uh, <laughs> dude, if, and so they're all logged into my accounts. I logged them all into for her. And like, I found out she hadn't had access to my HBO for like six months. Cause it had logged out and she just couldn't get into it. And she just <laughs> didn't tell me she was just watching other. I'm like, like, what? I couldn't <laughs> let you back into that. I, it's not hard. She's like, yeah, it just locked me out and it wasn't there and I just didn't worry about it. My parents well, there you My go. parents won't That's... even like DVR TV shows. If they miss it live, they missed it. <laughs> and they paid what? for it. Yeah, oh, they, it took forever for that. It. Until like yeah. I think the, the cable company or satellite company told them they had to have DVR, like it was the only option. They were just like straight coaxial yeah. into the TV. It's they're They're nuts. <laughs> Wait, so I know people like that, there was though. a time where they would watch a, a television show and then they'd watch episode one, two, oh, but we missed three and then four and that's fine. Yeah, they watch like... We're cool with that? I mean, dad doesn't watch a lot of TV. Mom watches like CSI and stuff like that and Blue Bloods, like all the old people NBC or uh, CBS type shows. 
But if she misses an episode, it's usually not a big deal. But she she knows when they are, and it's at night. Like, she does her best to watch them. But if they miss one, eh. Okay. All right. It's yeah. It's not like they're watching Game of Thrones or something no. where it's like, wait, what? What was happening? Oh, because that would be frustrating. Right. CSI. I get it. it. They watch the news. They watch Will of Fortune and joke. Jeopardy. That's all they care about. Yeah. Well, my parents are in their sixties. I wonder what's going to be our generation's yeah. old people show. It's probably going to be Friends in the Office. That's what us as like old people are gonna watch, and all the kids are gonna make fun of us as old people. Just like God, Grandpa's always watching The Office. <laughs> just I'm tired of Steve Carell. He's not funny. Those jokes aren't funny. No. <laughs> we'll be watching a Steve Carell-driven vehicle exclusive to Voody.tv, <laughs> and when we're sixty-five, and he's like eighty, <laughs> and he's. He's not even into it anymore. It's like Harrison Ford now, but he's doing it because they're giving him $500 billion because inflation is out of control by the time we're 60. <laughs> <laughs> what what a lovely picture you're painting, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Real hopeful. And it's hey. also, it's not it's not global warming. It's a new ice age. You, you got it Ooh. all wrong. So it's all here, fucking sir. wrong. Yeah. Okay, cool. And other Thing, the day after tomorrow. <laughs> Other it has Captain America in it. Ryan. Ryan had to reference it. I did. Chris it Evans is great. You have a uh, you. You've dodged this question for the. I'm bringing it back on track. What was your first exposure to trimmers, my friend? Um, I think, I think it you was, already said it, yeah. but I'm rigidly into these questions. <clears throat> so I think it's it's one. That my mom got me into, much like mm. Dawn of the Dead, um, because my mom is super into horror movies, and whenever she saw one, she knew I would appreciate them too. So she, I think, showed watched Tremors before I did and was into it. So I think around the time of Tremors 1 and 2, or maybe when Aftershock was out on TNT, that's when she was like, all right, Ryan, you should watch this. You're going to really appreciate this. You'll like this. And we watched it and I loved them. I thought they were both really fun. I wonder. I wonder how many like parents kind of like steered their kids towards this because it had Michael Gross, Reba McIntyre, uh, Rhonda was on like As the World Turns before this, like for years. So like parents that are into soap yep. operas. So you had some pretty big names. Like Kevin Bacon was known, but really early, mm-hmm. like 1990, he had yet to really hit his stride of movies. I guess so. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of parents weren't just like, I know these names, like Michael Gross is on Family Ties, Reba McIntyre, the biggest country it's star also, in the world. It's mm-hmm. super weird to see like this amount of really good actors. And to be fair, we didn't know Reba was a pretty good actor until this movie. This was her right. debut. But like <laughs> to see all of these people that are like pretty fucking good in this schlocky weird B movie, it's fucking yeah. awesome. And that, that's something I didn't grasp uh, when I was younger, but, like, it certainly is cool to look at looking back now. And, again, you did have Michael Gross, who literally just finished filming the last episode of Family Ties, right? I think. That'd be pretty close. That that show was uh, early 80s. Like, so, like, that's a question. Like, were you, were you guys like Family Ties family? Like, my I can remember episodes playing and my family watching it, but we were more of a... I guess a growing pains, but that show was a couple years later, and maybe that's more just my age. 
Because Family Ties is like mm-hmm. 1980, like before I'm born. But it was on for years and, of course, replays and stuff like that. But I do remember watching it, but I don't really remember a lot about it. I can look at it and go, oh, yeah, Michael J. Fox and Michael Gross and some of the other people on that show. But I can't, like, necessarily go, oh, I remember this episode and that episode like I can. Like I, I, like I can this. a Growing Pains. Like, I remember specific yeah. episodes of that show. I didn't grow up with either of them. I didn't even really know who Michael Gross was. My first, like, memories of, like, enjoying TV and, like, tracking it was the TGIF days <laughs> with, like, Family Matters and, uh, what was the Step by Step? Yeah, Full House. Uh, all those shows. Oh. Full House. Like, that was that was sort of my era. That's what I remember. I, I do remember those movies from, like, or those TV shows, like, in syndication, but it, it was similar to you. Like, they were just... They would sometimes be on, but they didn't really grab me. Yeah, I think so. I think probably those shows, same, same as me, because I'm a little bit older than you, but not by much. I think we appreciated it at that age more than we would have those other shows. We were mm-hmm. too young to recognize what we were yeah, probably watching. Yeah. So, And then, it, I mean, it's Friday night. Like, you're 10. It's not like you're going out with people on the weekend. You're going to sit at home and watch <laughs> whatever's on TV. So, with your yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's uh, Urkel's on TV or whatever, so... Yeah. <laughs> did you see yeah. what Urkel did? Oh, it was so funny. He said, did I do that? <laughs> it was <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> as uh, as I think the youngest one, I definitely, I don't know Family Ties or Family <clears throat> Matters. Uh, no, Family Matters is Urkel, right. right? Yes. Okay. No, I did know that because that was TGI Fridays, uh, which I was with Kyle in that <laughs> TGI one. Fridays. TGIF, fuck. My brain is, I don't know, whatever. It's your favorite uh, restaurant, and they are our new sponsor. That was a very subtle plug, Ryan. Very very nicely done. Be sure to get uh, the new COVID chicken poppers at TGI oh, Fridays in, the, uh, in two endless, weeks. Endless appetizers. The, Just drop Ryan's name the COVID, in the promo code. COVID chicken poppers. <laughs> Here's, a, here's another Tiger King reference from you. All the meat from TGI Fridays is supplied by Joe Exotic's uh, meat truck. <laughs> if you've seen that show, it's fucking filthy. Um, it's fucking filthy. It's it's real bad. And then they have a Thanksgiving where he cooks pizza for everybody. He uses the meat from that expired meat truck. It's Oh, it's so good. It's that <laughs> you show, knew as soon as he said it was like good. the meat heavy pizza, you were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> It's literally like a Soylent Green is people moment, but like really <laughs> happening. Um, no, so I Man. yeah, I the TGIF stuff is where I got into Family Matters, didn't? But the only show I think like my parents watched from like before that with us when I was growing up was like oddly All in the Family. My dad was obsessed with All in the Family, that, which I, your dad, does not surprise that does not surprise you, me at all, right? No, yeah, no. yeah. actually. Totally on yeah. par with yeah, your We pops. watch like Brady Bunch, and even that show is like super older than I am, but I guess yeah. it just had mm-hmm. the, the stain power. Like, and they, once it was yeah. like, yeah, like over, they kid, just I, re-ran I the whole series. I, oh, we I, also I, did I a watched, bunch of HR Huff, yeah. Huff and Puff and stuff, and the Sid and Marty Croft stuff, because I I think my parents are probably real heavy into stoner stuff. <laughs> like, real heavy. Similar, I was really into 90s stuff, and I was really into like. 50s and 60s stuff like Green Acres and Beverly mm-hmm. Hillbillies because that shit was on Nick at Night. But yeah, like the, yeah. the 80s sort of missed me television wise. I got real into Charles in Charge later. 
and uh, Small Did Wonders. You guys remember Small Wonders? I know of it, but I didn't get into it. The Robot Small Girl, Wonders, right? I really liked. Yep, Vicky, Vicky the mm-hmm. Robot Girl. Small Wonders was fucking awesome. Uh, I, I got, I got what really about into the all that stuff. Michael J. Fox one. That's Family Ties. That's Family Ties, and that's when Michael Gross yeah. is on. Uh huh. Is He's Michael the Gross the the t- gun He's Bert. guy? Yep. He's oh, Bert. okay. And he's they, the only actor that I is in of. every Tremors Yeah, he doesn't movie. really have the beard, I think, as much in, in Family Ties. I think he has it sometimes, but he's much younger on that show. Okay. So. Okay, okay. This is yeah, all coming together in my head. <laughs> he goes all right. to be in every Tremors movie. If he would have just came on the show, you would know who he was. Yeah. We tried. Landon was trying to get him. He, he was trying real, real hard. It was good. <laughs> We both reached out to him multiple times, yeah. I think. You gotta, yeah, you get you gotta what you know get. somebody. <laughs> uh, so, as we stated kind of a couple times, uh, this was supposed to be a multi-guest episode. Um, and this is also kind of tying into Ryan's age difference in us, because this next thing, I it was going to be a much greater reference when there were five people in this call. But now I'll just ask you, Mike. Mike, do you remember party phone lines and at least the commercials for them party phone lines yeah so this was it was different than like a phone sex line but very similar it was like one number in your local area that like all the hot hit kicking it singles could call and then you would just like if you heard a girl's voice you would try to talk to that girl (laughs) but It's a giant, just like cacophony Skype call of people talking. I don't know how they worked, wow. but I felt like that's how this episode was going to go. I do not I didn't know either because I, I, I didn't the meet that... the hot or uh, whatever other nice adjective term you used was. <laughs> so neither of you, you don't know those commercials. Neither of you, no, like the only I remember the commercial. Not for I don't you know do. what okay. it entailed, but it, I do remember the commercials. Mm-hmm. It was like a. Dark black set with like, it was like harsh top lighting of like girls around a phone laughing. Specifically, like on one the- girl in like a red dress with blonde hair, I remember. And like the camera yeah. did like that slow turnaround and then cut to like a different angle. And it's like, call now. No, no, okay. You, okay. I, that I understand. I thought you were talking about something like local because like I can remember staying up in the summer and watching like Up All Night with Rhonda Shear. And like it would, you would yeah, have those yeah. videos during the commercials. It would like pick yeah, up the phone, and it would shows. be like call these girls and blah blah blah, and forty five dollars an hour, well, and then so your parents kill you. There were those that were phone sex lines, but there were others that they tried to push as like uh, you could meet. I think they were bigger in the seventies when like TV and phones really took off, and they were they were dying down, but they were still around in the nineties. No, I mean. But then there were also phone sex. Phone, phone sex and I like, and too. I can remember like wrestling getting into call this number for $2 well, an hour and it would be like, we'll tell you the secrets that happened backstage and your parents would flip out when oh, you got well, that phone yeah. bill. <laughs> Nintendo did that shit <laughs> sure, too. Yeah. And they advertised yeah. it in The Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> and The Wizard, oh, they did. They, they fucking called <laughs> and were like, oh, thanks Nintendo help. You really got me out of this pickle. <laughs> It's a perfect time capsule of, like, Nintendo's sheer greed. So whenever y'all are feeling, like, super high up on Animal Crossing and Mario and good vibes, remember, Nintendo is a company, and they want you oh, as yeah. meat, not people. They print money. The <laughs> way that I know 
that Nintendo <laughs> is all about money is because no other fucking company has less sales for their games than Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo just doesn't put games on sale. No. They're like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Buy it full price. Hey, guess what? Breath of the Wild's been out for five years. Yeah. $60. It, it went on sale this week for yeah. $40. It's the first time I've ever seen it on sale. <laughs> $40? Yeah, it's been out since like $40. Lunch. It, it went on sale and I was like, holy shit, Breath of the Wild's on sale. And people started buying it. We sold copies. Like They're like, yeah, it, you have this in stock? Yes. Oh shit, it's on sale. Yeah, first party first party games just don't sale. happen. Nothing. You can't get it anywhere else. No, never. And that's why. People are always like, why is it not on sale? You can't get it on any other system. Why would they do that? Yeah. They have they already have your money. Pony up some more. Um I have I have like I said, I actually have questions and notes here, guys, so we're gonna work through some of these. (coughs) But I'm totally calling him out on it. I don't know why I did it though. That was the worst thing I could have ever done. (laughs) Uh so I guess my first one is and I guess Mike will probably get more out of this, but Ryan maybe too, is really, what is it about this movie? <laughs> right? So what I mean by that, and I, I do have it refined here a little bit more, there is something about Tremors, especially, like, people remember it fondly, and it's 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 almost pedestaled on a different level. I got Ryan real yeah. good with that. It's pedestaled on, like, this, this different level for... More than what it is, almost. And I, why do you think that is? What do you, what do you think is really happening with this movie? What is it about this movie, it, Mike? I mean, is it the like the cheesy? Not, I don't even know that it's so cheesy. Like the monster in it. Like they're not afraid to show you the monster. Like a lot of movies, which is wait awesome. till the end to be like reveal. Here it is. Like they could have waited to the last scene of this movie when it comes out of the side of the the rock and dies or whatever. Spoiler. Uh, they didn't have to show you, and they immediately, like, after the first couple of minutes of kind of grabbing your attention and intrigue of all these townspeople dying and disappearing and stuff like that, they just straight show you the first kind of like a, a partial monster that you think's it, and then there ends up being a bigger reveal later. So, that is a, uh, that I don't, is a really I mean, cool fake out too. kind of along what we've been talking about, I don't remember a lot of monster type movies in the 80s and 90s, not, not something that you'd watch all the time. Like, I can't really think of a lot offhand. Everything was uh, your wholesome uh, family movies and, and superheroes and stuff. Not to the extent we have today, but I don't know if it was just that. Just some cheap effects that just really work. Uh, and I kind of discussed it when we were doing the <clears throat> the Netflix thing together. Like, I feel like the pace of this movie just really works. Like, it, it's not a, it's not yes, a long movie, absolutely. but it doesn't feel short either. But there's really not a lot of downtime like something's just constantly happening in the movie they go between all the different characters like yes uh kevin bacon and and uh uh fred whatever are uh fred fred ward there you go are are your main characters but they they show everyone else in the movie like everybody gets pretty even screen time throughout the the movie so i i just think it's like a fun type movie um and it's almost like a any age appropriate there's not like a lot of language there's not like your sexual content that they try to throw into random cheesy horror movies and stuff like that like you could show this to almost any kid and i think most parents are okay with it it's not anything that's going to scare a kid oh my god there's a 
whatever they're called, Gramblings or whatever. Nothing's it under could, my bed, but uh, yeah. There's one scene where a character gets it. eaten that's pretty sure. horrific. <laughs> you got, yeah. gotta have something. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I'll talk glowingly about this movie, but I, I want to hear kind of sandwich Ryan in the middle of our glowingness here, because again, okay. I, I'm setting that up as if you hate this movie, but you don't. Like nah. you just don't have the ferocity that a lot of us do. But no, do no, you, yeah. Let me ask, do you agree that there is something about this movie that sets it above uh, other movies in this ilk? I don't know if I would say it is set above other movies in this ilk, but I I guess that would need, we would first need to categorize what other movies are in this ilk, because I would say it's of the campy B-horror movie type of like Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness, to which... It, I I prefer those movies, uh, personally. Uh, <laughs> what else? What else is similar to this movie? What What is in the ilk of this I'd movie? S- I'd say it's more in the vein of the 80s monster movie, more in the ilk of, like... Uh, monster squad or like or like blob or like even oh it's weird. see i i i blob is blob is maybe tops for me but that's simply yeah. because it's so horrifying it's not a fun movie it is yeah horrifying but but the, i think some of like the nightmare of the elm streets like the monster movie shit uh all right some there of the you go suit shit doesn't work but I like, will say I, I still... will say I like I like Tremors better than all of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. I like it better than anything from Friday the Thirteenth. Anything from uh, Friday the <laughs> what's the Jason one? That's Friday the 13th. Is that That's Friday the Thirteenth? What's the other serial killer one? Yeah, same, same. Except I really like Halloween three. Um, but otherwise, no. I think tremors is better than all of those if you want to compare it to like those classic iconic yeah, horror I mean, movies is it closer um, is it i mean as much as you want to consider those like horror films is it closer to something like like gremlins <coughs> or it's kind of see I, oh. to a degree yes but it, it's so here's I, what sets this I, movie apart i still might like gremlins it, a little bit better too okay i'm so like Gremlins, yeah, but there's also like Critters. Like Tremors is this. Yeah, weird... see, this is better than Critters. This is better than it's Critters. This... There is, I don't know if it's more money. I think it's definitely a higher budget in the B movie range. Um, yeah, because again, coming back to this monster, uh, like you were saying, Mike, they are fucking proud of this right. thing, and rightfully so. Like this thing is really cool looking, really striking, and they are showing this thing off. It is the mm-hmm. complete opposite of like the entire uh spielberg jaws theory of don't show right. the shark and make it more i think which is ironic because this is shark in a exactly. land on land it is a sand shark yeah. movie that's it's basically <laughs> jaws in sand is what this movie equates to um but it still works even though they're showing the thing all the time they're still threatening even though we see the magic of well, they're, them they're, they're like, smart about it like they they explain it like Rhonda being like the the college student that studies the land and stuff. She she tells them they need to get to the rocks <laughs> because the land that this place is built on is this dirt that this thing can can travel through. That's how it works. These mm-hmm. spikes or whatever legs on its side can push through it because this the soil is so loose. It's not like hard rock and anything like that. So uh, they they try to like. I guess kind of explain things to you as you go instead of just like letting you 
have to use your imagination or come up with a reasoning where a lot of movies will just tell you something and you're like, all right, I'll take you for word at it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, yeah, that that could definitely happen. Yeah, like. Sort of like with Alien, like in the first one, we have no fucking clue what any of this is. And then the opposite like Trimmers, as they explain it more in depth and get more in the mythos, she just care less because it's not what you had spent thinking about since 1970 or whenever you first saw Alien. Well, this is also what doomed Lost. It's the whole mystery box theory. Mystery boxes and hiding things and being vague is very, very interesting. But the longer you keep that going, the harder it is to satisfy somebody and their expectations that they've built up for so long. And the same thing that happened to Alien when they finally brought Prometheus around to try to explain it. Nobody wanted that shit because it's not what they had for expectations. So I think there's something with Tremors... I think you're right to just be like, here it is. We're just, this is it. We're just going to be very flat out. Like, this is what's happening. This is the problem we have to deal with. Oh, we fixed that problem. Now here's a new problem. We're just going to lay it out clearly. And it's, and that's it. By the end of the movie, we know everything we need to really. It's pretty simple. And it's, it's, which is great. It's underground, like that you don't see it to an extent the whole time. Mm -hmm. So you've got like the different tricks of the film industry with like, the collapsing yeah. ground and the buildings and stuff like that. Like there's some neat effects kind of thrown in because this thing, yeah. this, this thing can't come to the surface except for like mm-hmm. when it just kind of peeks its head out and then it's tentacles or the snake things that come out of its mouth and stuff like that. So there, there's some mystery mm-hmm. to it still, especially those first like 20, 30 minutes of the film. And then I agree. when you find out it doesn't have eyes and it can only sense sound and movement and, uh, sonar and stuff like that like it, it's just it was different and i feel like this movie just played so often that when you're limited back then on on movie options and channels maybe that's part of it is just something that you saw so often it becomes a rewatchable like i feel like when this movie's on tv even if it's like halfway through somehow i end up sitting there and watching the watching rest of it, it. Yeah. i'm like oh yeah here comes that part oh shit here comes that part and you end up watching the rest of the movie i think Another thing that really works incredibly well for this movie is that um, rather than like it feels authentic, it feels real. Like, yeah, there that's... are rules that mm-hmm. the worm has to abide by in mm-hmm. this in this world. And they make sense rather than like some monster movies. You feel like it's just a thing. And then they slap a monster in it. Uh, perfect example. Cloverfield fucking paradox. Yeah, like they literally slapped a fucking monster in that movie to make it a monster movie. You, you mm-hmm. But like this one, it it feels real. Like I think that's kind of what makes it so effective. It's it's a lot like that one shot in American Werewolf in London where they're at the top of the the subway stairs and the 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 werewolf turns its head and looks up at the camera. Like I remember we we talked about that shot being so striking because it felt so. Like, real in that moment, because it has that first-person view. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they do a lot of... Well, <sighs> I think, yeah, what you're hinting at is, I I think, what says it all. And I will ex- expand your authentic, sense to sincere. This movie is sincere. They take everything really seriously, and they care about the world-building. They care about the, the dialogue, the payoffs, and the setups. They care about all of that. Like... Everything is set up very, very carefully. There's not a moment of film wasted. Every scene does two things. It entertains 
and it sets up or informs for payoffs later. Every scene. And this movie, you can feel the effort. Like, they really took the time to think a lot of these things out. There's maybe, like, one little plot hole, or not even plot hole, but, like, a little logic leap for me. But otherwise, I think this movie is efficient, well thought out, and, like, you can tell they care. That care goes down to, like, the acting it goes down to, like, the little details in the, the buildings, the effects. This could have been so low budget with little effort put in. But, like, oh, my God, there's so many little details we'll get into later. That I can't wait to talk about. But, like, the, the character design, the creature design is also really smart in a way like uh, A Quiet Place was. Right. Where you can tell, like, they really thought about why the creature would be the way it is, what it would be doing, how it would move around, how it would live, how it would... You know, they, they put all this care and thought where uh, yeah, most it's not horror movies of there. this ilk did not. Yeah. Well, I feel like you care about the... And I think that's it. Yeah, you. I, I feel like you care about the characters in this movie, too. Like, you, you kind of... There's a backstory for everybody. Uh, it's a small town community, so it's not like a huge overrun city or something like in Cloverfield or Godzilla or whatever. You have this small town. They're all close-knit, so you kind of get a backstory on everybody, and... I mean, you have annoying moments with certain characters, but you kind of get vested into each pe- each person pretty quickly because they all know each other and they live in this small town where they basically are around each other all the time. So I don't feel like you, you really hate uh, anybody like because they're all friends, basically. It's, I mean, Ryan said it perfectly. I feel like what sets this movie apart, and this is what I was driving at earlier, is that compared to other movies of this ilk, you do feel like everybody involved in this movie actually gives a shit about this right. movie. And you can tell it, even in the fucking cinematography, man, like there are only two indoor sets in this entire movie and there is not a single boring shot of this fucking desert in this entire movie. And it's all outside shots and they are all interesting to yeah. look at. Mm-hmm. And it's because somebody took time to set things up, to look at yeah. things. They didn't just plop a camera, get the scene and get out. It is a rare treat of a high budget <coughs> B monster movie. And it's a thing that we don't really get a lot of anymore. Like most monster yeah. movies are either super cheap or they throw hundreds of millions at them at go- like Godzilla. And then I don't even like it. Well, but it's, nowadays it's also, uh, well, no, nowadays you make a horror movie and it's almost guaranteed to be number one at the box office, regardless of how bad it is, how bad the reviews are or how bad it looks like. Uh, like what was mm-hmm. the crocodile movie? Like it got a pretty decent review, but like when I saw the preview, I was like, really? And then it was number one the week it came out. Like obviously they plan around. We're not putting this up against a Marvel movie or the Pixar movie. We're going to put it out a week. Nothing else is coming out, but they make all their money back. Like obviously back then they had no way to know the stain power a movie like Tremors was going to have. Obviously they went on to well, make six of them or eight of them or a TV series and, well, and it, that's because it didn't even take off till after it hit the home video right. market. This movie bombed, like I said, in the <laughs> box, and critics hated it. But then it was again; it was one of those things that was it hit syndication, and it was it had a striking box art. It was a horror movie, and it was PG thirteen, yeah. so you could watch it with the family. And it was just like this thing that exploded in the home rental market, and that's why people fell in love right. with it. Well, this is true. This is true, but I will also add to the fact that Mike was speaking to about today's horror movies and where we stand. The the standards are 
much lower to nowadays. We have the, the yeah. Bloomhouse model of here's $5 million to make your movie. We're going to make it super cheap. Keep it under that. And no matter what happens, we're going to make a profit. It doesn't matter. It's it's that. And Tremors was this kind of like mid-budget horror movie. And we don't really have mid-budget horror movies anymore. Unless like A24 really takes a swing for the fences once out of like maybe 10 of theirs. We don't have mid-budget horror anymore. It's just, it's a thing that's gone. But this is... And especially not with these advanced pro- uh, special effects. Like, they wouldn't... I mean, the, I can't imagine what these things cost to build these giant worms. They're Although sometimes so it's good. very obviously a hand and a puppet. Like some of the some of the tongues when they're cra- yeah. but it, it works. Yeah, but like it's you're not a, wrong. Yeah, you're not but, wrong. But kind of like you were talking about, just the the care that went into the movie. I guess if you look back at it, it's it's like the director's first first movie. So like you're gonna put everything you have into it. Uh, and then if you have the success, maybe you go on to do something else, which if you look at this guy's IMDb, he did City Slickers, which is another desert type cowboy movie. Yep. So you, you've got a lot of the same tropes in both of them, I guess, like the lasso and the joking and the horse riding and stuff like that. Like it's got some similar stuff to it. So it's not like the, the guy didn't go on to be pretty successful. It's just if it's your first movie. You put everything into it because this is what you went to school for and you dreamed about and yeah. stuff like that. And you get a studio behind you that's like, hey, let's go make a movie. Yeah. This is my same theory I also, have for musical yeah. artists. They come out with one or two maybe really strong albums and then nothing else after that ever quite reaches that. Because it's all that pent up music school and all those years of honing and like everything we have goes into this and then they're left with... Trying to fill that void. Just, just say Kanye West. We know what you're thinking. It's totally <laughs> Kanye West. Kanye West put out maybe I, I, I he put out four maybe five good yeah. albums, but he's not done anything good as soon as he found Jesus. That's for sure. <laughs> the thing, the thing with like City Slickers and Trimmers both as movies is that they are both very competent. They're both very mm-hmm. well directed, and they both have very clear. And to find character arcs for a majority of their characters, which are entertaining to watch because mm-hmm. things are happening on the screen. And that is some pretty competent directing. There's a lot of shit that just flops because it has no direction. And these, he understands what he needs these characters to do at certain points. And man, it, it really fucking a man. It resonates. I agree. You're speaking really deep though. And I feel like none of the characters ever like, you say it's really it's resonating, but like it's not like I'm emotionally moved by any of these characters either. It's what they're, they're so fun. They do learns... a good job. The arcs are yeah. there. They're great. They're perfectly fine. It was I, more I, in reference I, to City Slickers. They go through yeah. a little bit more growth and change in that one. I would yeah, still, I would say so. Trimmer specifically, Val I'm like changes. Yeah. He grows up a little bit. I mean, it's very one-dimensional because he likes big titty, dumb blondes, and then <laughs> yeah, the movie, he's I into really, this nerdy <laughs> brunette. But still, he grows up and he becomes. I mean, everybody's looking to Val. Val saves the day, and it's Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I mean, all the all the Come characters on, you you this... care about in the movie live, and the ones that are secondary characters or you don't oh. care about pretty much die. So that's not true. The little kid stayed alive, and then the and Pat <laughs> yeah, Morita. Not, it's not Pat Morita. Oh no. Who's that actor? Oh, the th- Who's the, the guy who the, dies? The three ninjas guy? 
I, yeah. Chang Walter. I don't know what his real name is. Yeah, he dies, and that's the saddest thing that's, ever because he gets to, yeah, as somebody pointed out in the chat, he gets to name the Graboids and then immediately dies. should have fixed his Coke machine. <laughs> it made too much noise. Yeah. No. Also They've been telling him that forever, Walter. This, this is nice, though, because this is a great segue into my next question, which is, guys, who is your favorite character in Tremors? Ryan, let's start with you. <laughs> okay. Uh, honestly, uh, who's Fred Ward's character's name? Uh, Bert. I think he's really funny, and I yep. really enjoy him a lot. Uh, specifically because he has maybe the least showy role here. Like, Bert's a very showy character role. Kevin Bacon gets to be showy and, like, the bravada and gets to do all the good stuff. Fred Ward gets to just be, like, kind of the comic relief, but weirdly, like, also the main protagonist, which oh, is... This... I'm sorry, he's not Bert. He's, uh... what? He's Earl. Earl, that's right, Earl. Thank you. Bert is Michael uh, Gross. Sorry. Good. No, we're good. Uh, Earl. So, Earl... Yeah. I think Earl's great. I love Earl. I love everything he does here. And he's the one I remember from Tremors. Not Bert and not Kevin Bacon. I don't even remember. Does Kevin Bacon appear in the second one? No. He no, does not. But Earl, okay. Earl is the main Earl character in the second one. And that's probably why you remember him. Because you watched one and two. This also might be why so I'm an Earl early. man. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's probably a big reason. What about you, Mike? Uh, I, I kind of agree with Ryan because I like the interaction, uh, the buddy comedy between Earl and Val. Like, it just works really well. Uh, I'm really surprised about how good Reba is in this movie. Uh, she doesn't She's have a lot really, of, like, parts. Really good. But, like, normally when you throw, like, a music person into a movie, you can tell, like, they're out of place. Uh, and I guess for, like, the B-type movie this is, she just kind of works. And especially the fact that yeah. uh, her and Bert are the the gun-toting, like, we we own every gun, every bomb, we make our own stuff. The preppers. We, we, we have this this shelter that's going to keep us alive if uh, the world ever comes to an end. We've got five years of food. Like, I just kind of like their characters. And just, she's got some good lines and stuff. And just, she works really well alongside uh, Michael Gross. So, I, I'd probably say she might she might actually be my favorite character in the movie. Nice. So I know that you both know that I'm a, I'm a giant Britney fan. I don't know if you both know I'm also a pretty fucking huge Reba fan. I just found I this out with the party the other night. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I did not know you were a Reba fan until you started talking about watching the show, Hardcore. I love the Reba show. I have a Reba t-shirt. I bought Mandy and I tickets to see Reba in Chicago before this whole fucking mess started and they canceled they it. They delay it. Oh. You got a new date though, right? Uh... They did push yeah, it back. I got, I got my parents. Uh, I think it's back in November. Yeah, I got now. my parents' tickets yeah. for in March for, for yeah for for Christmas for nice. March, and they delayed it till August, I think. So it's yeah, it's not they push too it back. far it might get pushed Yeah, back August again. is is pushing when they're gonna really let people in. So, so yeah, we'll see. But that said, I I love Reba a lot, and I think Reba's great in this movie. And this, like I said, this ignited a, a second career for her. She just wanted to try it out, and then she loved it so much, like, she got full force into acting, yeah. and, like, I think took a break from music for a while to do acting. She had, she did have that TV show. Uh, that wasn't until later, but anyway, When they announced that show, like, everybody's like, this won't ever do well, and it was on for, like, 
eight seasons. Eight seasons yeah, I was about to say it was over a hundred yeah. episodes in like syndication now. Like between that and her royalties, she's making that she's money. She's doing okay. Reba's doing good. Reba's doing all right. Uh, but Reba is not my favorite character in this movie. I want to see. I'm sure you can. Ryan, can you guess who my favorite character is? It's going to be Bert, right? It's cl- It's not Bert. It is Val. I do love Kevin Bacon okay. in this yeah. movie. Really? That's, I, he, wow. Okay. It's, Bert is very close. I do enjoy Bert a lot. I think it's because Val does get a lot more screen time. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Just Kevin. Goddamn. I love Kevin Bacon in general, but he's he's so fun in this movie. He's He's got a lot of energy, weirdly. He's bopping around. He's, I wonder... I don't know if there's cocaine or something in there, but he's a lot Bobby more energetic around. in this than in a lot of movies. Like, he is. This, well, what movies are you comparing him to? Like, when he was a 50-year-old man versus when he was a 20-year-old man? Because I no, get it. No, I'm talking about, like, like Footloose, Outbreak, or not Outbreak. Uh, what's the one? Uh, Quicksilver. You ever seen Quicksilver? No, I'm actually not familiar with Quicksilver. He spends the entire movie on, like, a 10-speed bike. It's a crazy okay. movie. It's really good. I mean, this movie. You got, like, you've never Premium seen it Rush? <laughs> So premium oh rush, God. yes, it was. It was like a like premium rush was inspired by that movie. No shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I get yeah, it. Yeah. So he did that one. He. Huh. Yeah. I mean, this is this. Okay. I mean, is great. this really after like Footloose? Is this like his first real starring role? No, because he's dude. He was in a lot of shit. Like I said, Quicksilver was like nineteen eighty. Well, because like after this, he does he does JFK, which was huge. You do. Uh, uh, a few good men, like you're getting like triple A type, yeah. He's getting into that movies, even if he's, he's not the star, like he's movies. got big roles in it. But like, not to get off subject, because I know River. You, yeah, you're trying to go somewhere. Do you have a favorite, uh, oh, man, a favorite Kevin Bacon movie? It might be Trimmers, man. Honestly, have you seen Stir of Echoes? Yeah. Stir, Stir of Echoes is, is good. pretty good. About, have you seen uh, mine. uh, Whitewater Summer where he's like the it's not boys yes, where? yes he's not the boy scouts it's but, like he, he takes kids to like a camp it's something, yeah like to like, it's like he takes them to teens. like a yeah like to a uh like a it's not an island That's but a great movie yeah, it, like the kids aren't allowed to have technology and stuff it's got the kid from rudy in it but he's much younger mm-hmm. and they uh you, you should Astor. really watch it it's actually an enjoyable movie but like mm. he uh he's an asshole it's like he's an asshole two, courts yeah. like, counselor it's one of t- Two fantastic Kevin Bacon movies where he's an asshole on uh, a river. River Wild with uh, uh yeah, fuck, what's her name? I remember that Oscar, one. Yeah. And John C. Riley. John C. Riley is his fucking cohort bad guy yes. in that movie. Meryl Streep. That's who it is. Who is in that movie? Yeah, Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl she's Street. the uh, both those the movies. Guy. Fucking yeah. awesome. And Kevin Bacon is a huge asshole in both right. of them. Fucking Hollow Man. Huge asshole. Kevin in that Bacon one too. plays. He plays great as the good guy or the bad guy. Excellent first class bad guy too. I was just thinking about Elizabeth Shue. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I mean now, let's, you know, we can just think about her Elizabeth for a bit. Shue. Yeah, the boys. Isn't she great in Hamlet too. Mm. She's great. So, uh, great. yeah. So, absolutely, <laughs> Kevin Bacon for me. So that's fair that we kind of split the uh, the main characters. So good writing, writers. Good job. Also, uh, uh, shout out to the Graboid, because that's a pretty kick-ass character, too, I'm going to say. The girl the girl that went yeah. on to do Jurassic Park. She might be the biggest star of the whole movie. <laughs> she she went on and got that money, she and then I, I think she did nothing yeah. after the two Jurassic Park movies. Yeah, somebody said that in the chat, and I was like, 
you you guys realize Kevin Bacon's in this movie, right? Where there's a game <laughs> literally designed around relating movies to Kevin Bacon because Corp he's been in so many but, movies. But she got yeah, the Jurassic actors. Park Spielberg money, and I don't know about Kevin Bacon. Was he in Jurassic Park? No. <laughs> I guess, all right. Easy, easy jump to, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> One degree, I uh- imagine. <laughs> So my next question is sort of similar to favorite character, but... Least favorite character. That kid from no. fucking Wonder Years. That's easy. Everybody hates that kid. No. Uh, Mike, <laughs> tell me, what is your favorite scene in Tremors? Ooh. I, I like the scene with the uh, the station wagon where it gets pulled under the ground okay. and, the, and the wife's climbing in and then all the dirt and the sand fills the car. Uh, that shot with like the headlights pointing up to the the night sky. It's a it's a cool shot, and it's before you know what's going on uh, with the monster or or whatever is. We're still in the job. Whatever's part. killing right, because like Val and uh, Earl are trying to leave town, and you don't know what's really happening yet. So uh, I really like that scene, that shot, but I also like the uh, where they're trying to run back into the grocery store and the uh, the the wooden plank. Uh, sidewalk or whatever you want to call it when it when it moves just that special effect it just works and it's so simple but it's so fucking effective like you get it you know what's it's coming at you like like you said it's the the jaws it's the fin out of water like you see that fin and all of a sudden you're like oh shit something's about to happen so just those subtle movements So it was totally going to be the technical details, uh, and it was 100% those planks moving for that outside crosswalk, and then also, oh man, there was another technical scene. Oh, the wide shot. Oh god, the wide shot where uh, Chang gets eaten, and they had it all in frame, and you see all the characters, the shelves, and that big thing in the background, and he's in the mouth, screaming, getting fucking (laughs) swung around, and it's all there. That shot no shit is unequivalent to like the Avengers Endgame where you see all the characters, just how they were able to frame all that and not have fucking wires or people manipulating that fucking puppet. It's insane. That is a masterclass shot. That might be like so, the shot of the movie for me. Can you, uh, can you guess what that shot was a reference to? No. It's Jaws. The fucking, the dude eating oh. on the boat. Oh, oh it does okay. The same. A, uh, uh, We've been yeah. referencing Jaws this whole yeah, episode. The same thing happens <laughs> when course. they're. Sure. I literally went yeah. through Little Shop of Horrors in my head. I was like, "There's no way it's Aubrey, Audrey no, too. That's not right." It's a, it's a, another obvious reference to Jaws in this movie because they were hugely influenced by it. Oh, okay, and, uh, that makes sense. So they, they just gave a, a, a very on the nose nod to it at oh. that point. Like that's why it shakes him back and forth, and it's. Well, you, well, that really is, well, you see, you see, it's, it is sure you see so many documentaries about Jaws where people are like, I didn't want to go back in the water. So these people were like, yeah, what if it doesn't matter if you're in the water? Fuck you now. Like you're scared to walk out of your house <laughs> or or make noise because there's something that's in yeah. the ground. Yeah, it could get you. I remember being a kid again. I saw this young and I, I would play games like in the backyard of like, oh, I can't touch the ground because the trimmers. So like having to traverse on like the neighbor's mm. jungle gym over to like the fence and like shimmy across. Cause you're a dumb kid and you're bored. Yeah. And I well, saw this way younger than I should have. Yeah. 
this occurred to me during this viewing. I'm like, this is literally hot lava, the movie. Yeah, you said Somebody that, yeah. took that and ran with it. And it is like how they solve problems in this is hot lava <laughs> rules. Uh-huh. And it's brilliant. It leads to like some very inventive scenes. Like it, it's kind of dumb. Like, oh, these bamboo shoots are here in the middle of the desert for us to like use. As- they were aluminum poles. But yeah, uh, it's, still, so, it's a little it's like, convenient. Oh, right here next to this rock we're on? Yes, there is some suspension of but disbelief. They were firm. That was but a really works. cool shot with all three of them like yeah. using the poles to get across the rocks at the same time, silhouetted in this. It's, it's good. It's good shit. It's good shit. I love that scene of Earl like talking shit to, to Val and then he goes to, to jump across. He's like, yeah, watch this. <laughs> he falls. And then he falls. <laughs> uh, again, just... This movie knows when to freak you out, when to give you some story, and when to entertain you with some lighthearted comedy, and it just does them in a master class. Again, mm-hmm. Ryan, I'm turning you around to this film and how it's pretty well done. I like that they... No, I think this... I think it's really well done. That's never been my argument. I just make that clear, and then Mike, please continue. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like that they uh, they do paper, rock, scissors for everything. Like, they're just... We're, yeah. we're best friends. You don't get a go. Like, this is the only fair way to do it. Let's Rochambeau, like winner winner gets choice. So shit like that. Like it, it's just the little subtle thing like that. Like, let's throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can see even more of their buddies because this is how they decide everything. Yeah. I, it's, I, it's, it's believable. Just plays more into that that fantastic world building that this movie has. It feels authentic. Like you said, mm-hmm. it feels like these people talk to each other every day. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> not just two people reading a line on a piece. They feel like yeah. real people. It's it's crazy because, again, a lot of times in these sh- weirder, low-budget B-movies, you have somebody that takes you out of it. But literally everybody in this movie is believable in the role that they're yeah, in. Melvin's really an asshole. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate that right. kid. And he lives. I think he's Through a, and through. I think he's in the third one. Jesus. I think so, too, yeah. <laughs> a lot, oh, of, a lot no. of these people didn't really go him. on to do a lot. It's very hit or miss. It's like half the half yeah. the cast went on to do more movies. Half of them stuck around for more Tremors movies. Yeah, this movie was either a giant boost to your career or it killed right. it. Do you? Uh, do you guys? Crap shoot, which one it was yeah, going to be? Do you guys know where uh, you would recognize uh, uh, Fred from the most outside of Tremors? Who is Fred? Which uh, one's Fred? Earl. Kevin Bacon's Fred Ward, best okay. my favorite character. Um, uh, you've, no, you've, I, you've I covered don't. it on the on your show. Joe Have Dirt. We, oh, no, well, they, wait, not Joe Dirt, not Joe Dirt. He's Joe Dirt's dad, right? I haven't seen no. Joe Dirt in a long time. Fuck. I think Fred Ward is. is he? I think he's Joe Dirt's dad. We haven't done a Joe Dirt episode. We haven't done a Joe. Dirt oh, episode. so then it's something we've done, huh? Well, I yeah, that's know, what I've that seen means. It in my head. Not. I give up. Right. Ryan's, Ryan's thinking on it. Bit. No. I can't do it. Right. Okay. He's what was he's it? he's in Road Trip. He's uh, DJ Qual's dad. <gasps> That's right. Fuck. Yeah. It was it, it. it was on it, it was on like TBS the other day, and I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> that is the same guy. And he's got he's got great <laughs> one liners in that come. movie. And he's a total uh, total asshole right. in that movie. I know, not likable at all. Not no, likable at complete- all. Hey, great acting, Burt Ward. Way to do it. Or not Burt Ward. God damn it. That's Robin. Burt Ward. <laughs> That's Robin. I Damn common every names. Every time we've said his name, 
Every time we've said his fucking name this episode, I'm like, oh yeah, not Burt Ward, that's Robin. Don't say Burt Ward, <laughs> idiot, or you'll look really stupid. And you know what I fucking did? I said Burt Ward, goddammit. And I look really stupid. I would love to see Burt Ward in this role in Trimmers. I am not too familiar with Burt Ward, so I can't back that up. All I know is he was Robin in the Batman TV show with Same. West. But I've watched really uh episode because I don't really like the old Batman series. I lo- I watched I remember watching those as a kid. I get it. I get why people do. I just I'm not crazy about it. Anyways, we've talked about favorite characters, we've talked about favorite scenes. Let's talk about the star of this movie. Let's talk about these special effects, man. Chang. Oh. <laughs> yeah, special effects. <laughs> so this is that final great era before cgi really dominated the industry where like everything was practical and in shot unless it's a matte painting which strangely i don't think they used any of in this movie i think those were all real desert vistas i didn't notice if they were or weren't so if they were they were very good in the movie outside of when they go to uh uh, reba and michael gross's like compound like it's all pretty much shot in a little square yeah. block, and they do a really good job of placing cameras and showing you the size of the town and how close of a community it is. And here's this trailer, here's this little house, uh, here's the grocery store, and then these other people live on the outskirts of the city so that, like, hey, we know these people, we don't see them all the time, so, like, this guy's been missing for three days, but nobody knew it because he doesn't live Right in the city with the rest of with us. With community, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I did say that whoever, as old Fred has a, about the worst house I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. It's like a little outhouse. <laughs> the, the, the sheep farmer. Dude, that place sucked. <laughs> he has like that, that shitty gray fake carpet that my grandma would put on her sun porch as like his roof. As a part of his roof is like a patch uh, of that. He, he's like, like it is a shit house. Yeah, it's made out of like moving pallets. He's one of those guys that just lives off what he's got. He he doesn't need anything fancy, but he'll climb that he'll climb that pole and death. make repairs and stuff. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. but yeah. So the special effects, this fucking worm, man. What what do you guys think? Was it were they effective? Even in this day and age, do you think they held up? Ryan says yes. Ryan, go on. I, I mean, I not much to go off of. I think it still looks really good. Um, practical effects, if care and attention were given to them during this era, they still hold up well. CG during the 90s does not. Watch I would spawn. still argue some CG now. Look at the fucking Hobbit. Yeah, it's true. No, I'm good. Yeah. Like that, that one I mean, dude is just awful. Well, that's nit, it's a slightly nitpicky. It's not awful. Get, it's not awful. It's, it, it's, it's jarring enough that, that takes me, it takes me out of the movie compared yeah. to a Gollum or even a Smaug in the same fucking movie who was so nicely done. I, all I will say, watch 1997 Spawn in those Malbolgia oh, and yeah. Hell scenes. Oh, and yeah. Those are real bad. That's I just I can't be too critical face. of CG from the last ten years because good goddamn we've come a long way. Like <laughs> it's real, real rough. Watch watch Lawnmower Man if you want. No, to talk yeah, some no shit. CGI. I mean, holy fuck, Jesus, yeah. 
I There's so I don't know. The, I think the effects are top notch. I think they still look really good. I don't even really mind the puppety hand tongues. Yeah, but like it, I don't either. There's so few and far between the tongues, and I think like Jaws, they they've got like that one big motherfucker, and they save that for when they need to, and it's effective when they do it, and they make the most out of using what they have, and I think they're real smart about it without overshowing the creature. And without being too cheap or chintzy. Like, they do it really, really well. Yeah. I enjoy, too, that we we get to see a dead one pretty early on. We get kind of really up close to it in, like, the first 35 minutes of this movie. Like, Mm -hmm. that that one kills itself ramming into that wall. That's my one nitpick in this movie. My one logic leap is I don't think that thing would die from hitting that thin of thin a bit of concrete oh, like sure, it would have sure. just rammed right through it and probably been like maybe dazed if anything but like it would not have kill itself if bert and reba are shooting it five feet away with fucking machine guns and nothing's <laughs> happening like it was maybe four inches thick of concrete and then some some rebar wire like it would have broke through that i think but then it just would have been stuck I, down there which would have been fine, but then you have them down there, and then that's an issue. So I understand why they did that from a script store, script level, but for a character thing, I'm like, ah, if that thing has a hard skull, I think it could it could withstand a little bit more than that. It does also totally blast into Bert and Reba's basement, which is cinder block. It's not as strong. Right. It's not as strong, I, but it's. I get what you're saying. That's sure. it. That's my you're... only quibble. Otherwise, I yeah. think this movie's pretty airtight. I think airtight. they're more using that scene to set up the effectiveness of the rocks later. Yeah, um, sure. yeah. and, and again, I get it. Kind of an up close yeah. yeah, shot of it. Yeah, there's there's foreshadowing throughout the movie for stuff like that, and even mm-hmm. like the first scene of the movie, like he goes to like get his cigarette out and he can't find the lighter, and the other guys got it. Like that happens at the end of the movie where they're like, "Where's the lighter?" and Rhonda's yep. like, "I've got it." Like, they just little mm-hmm. things like that that they kind of throw in. That's like, that's kind of smart. Like, you threw that in. Uh, I, I will say, it's like... well-made, competent Yeah, movie. like, I, I will say watching it with, it with you guys on, on Netflix, like, um, there was two times that I noticed, like, wires that I'd never noticed before. And I'm guessing... <gasps> there was one time Okay, so, so yeah. when the horse is on the I ground... You can see that there's, like, a, like, something holding the horse down. And then really? when the... Okay. Uh, when they send the uh, the riding lawnmower off, and it gets to I the end, the you can see time. them like pull yep. on the cord to flip it with a chain. Yeah, some, yep. something moves. I definitely and saw that. And you probably would have never yep. seen it on a on a choppy VHS, but now we're in HD, 1080p, 4K, whatever, and you so, can, you kind of see it. And they're not going to go back and like let's fix this and edit this out. Like we don't care. It's a thirty because there's yeah, no need. It's to. a thirty yeah, year old no horror movie that still to. or <laughs> monster movie that still holds up. That you've seen a million yeah. times, you're not looking for stuff like that. You hear so that, that, Lucas? That was, a, <laughs> that was a really, really cool thing that I I enjoyed watching it this time because again, I haven't seen it forever, and I don't think I've ever seen it in this high of a definition. Because my exposure to this movie again has been VHS copies sure. forever. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! This movie looked fucking yeah. good. Well, what? and the 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 special effects, like because they're practical. And in that HD, they still work so well. It's like nine. The only thing. It's like 90% daytime. Yeah, you, so like 
outside yeah. everything and everything's outdoors for most of the movie it looks great and then when you have those night scenes like the lighting and the way it's done and the characters you can see and that's why i like that effect of that car pointing up into the air and the lights are just hitting all the all the dirt that the that the monster has like swirled up into the air and stuff so it's just it's just good mm-hmm. cinematography for a movie that probably yep. shouldn't work as well as it does <laughs> exactly that i think that's that's the biggest thing you can say about trimmers it shouldn't work but it works on almost every well, level yeah, and i hope i it's... hope more people watch this movie that maybe haven't seen it or seen it in a long time um watch this one maybe not the other like eight but it, it, it's still a very <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. enjoyable I'm movie. with you i don't know that i've it, it peaks really high i don't know that i've seen anything past maybe the second one and i think one of the newer ones maybe happens in the snow and i'm kind of interested in one like i think that's the okay if one. something's happening in like wow. ice and snow you might i might have to watch it it still gets really weird and then they go they get a little bit for me i'm just gonna kind of give it out there they get a little ridiculous with the lore because at one point and i think this is when jamie kennedy comes oh in they go to <sighs> africa <laughs> which is where the graboids originated from and they were used in these ancient rituals of, of tribal african tribes and then it gets a real real shark jumpy and we've got yeah well, about to say, I, I think yeah. the third one i haven't seen it but i, I want to say somebody told me or i read it that it explains like where they came from and like there's eggs that hatch and stuff like that so it's not just hey there's something in the ground like here's how it evolved yeah. or where it came from so at least they try yeah, the to explain things and... but maybe it was too late or it, it's not necessary for a movie like this and then Matt, it's it, not necessary yeah, it's That's not where the, I got the, mis- the I mystery got is the better one. not uncovered like you're better not knowing mm-hmm. for a movie like this mm-hmm. the fourth one <laughs> The fourth one, you guys. That's the fourth one is where I, I got off the rails because it, it's a uh, it's a prequel. Of course it is. That's oh. set during the Wild West times <gasps> when they just set up the town of perfection in Nevada. No. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, they back to the future three it. <laughs> yeah. And Bert is of course in it as like the the former town nice. sheriff. Biff Tannen. I'm back in. <laughs> this is great. I am back in. You you want to work through all the trimmers? They are all <laughs> no, on Netflix. No, fuck it. Let's we just jump do, to four. That sounds great. Are, fuck, yeah, we'll watch four next. <laughs> I, I haven't checked your poll. Uh, so anyways, I, oh, I think we're going oh, to wrap up here. I have. I looked oh. at it earlier. Uh-oh. Where is it at? Uh-oh. I'm curious. Yeah, I tried to us. give something so wait, to everybody. Wait, let me wait. Set it up Kyle, first. do you want to guess? Yeah. Yeah. N- not yet. I want to set it up. So... What we're talking about here, if you haven't been privy to the last two weeks, uh, a thing that we're doing now every Saturday is we have our Experience Grind Family Movie Night, where we watch a movie. Uh, family right is also heavy quotations. Because <laughs> we, we call you all family. If you're if you're coming, it's Family Movie Night, even though we're come in watch, quarantine. Come watch Naked Gun, um, the family movie. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's <laughs> so not, don't expect G or PG yeah. material. It might be something more. It could or be. Or not. Uh, but... We've watched Naked Gun and now Trimmers on Family Movie Night. And now this week, Ryan has selected all four movies up for vote. And Mike has, I guess, just recently checked the poll, which I actually haven't done. So please, Mike, inform us what is in the lead uh, now and what should people uh, at, vote for. At this point, it looks like Can't Hardly Wait is going to run away with it. Really? It, it was in It yes! was in third. 
But as of this afternoon, yes! it has qu- quite a. the lead. That's awesome. I'm so Dude, happy I for love that. that movie. I do too. Me too. I'm very excited for Can't Hardly Wait. There's a lot of like I'm glad people teen, are digging it. teen comedies from that that time of probably close to like when we graduated or high school. And that one might be the most realistic one that works compared to like mm-hmm. to sure, like a road yeah. trip or something like that. Even though I enjoy or that American movie. Pie. American yeah. Pie. Sure. Yeah. A lot of yeah. them are a little too far-fetched. Mm-hmm. Can't Hardly Wait works. I'd say which you'll get this to, one. So. This one in Empire Records. This is where I still gravitate towards. Yeah. I think these Man, two still hold up so well. Everybody was just talking about Empire was, Records, was, too, because it was... Because Rex uh, Manning Day. Yeah, it was Rex Manning Day. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Man, I'm, I'm glad. I would... I love Can't Hardly so, Wait. I can't wait to if, uh, rewatch it. If you would like, you guys should join us every Saturday until further notice, I think. Uh, we're going to be running these these group movie nights where everybody just hangs out in a chat room. And the movie is synced up via all accounts, and we all watch the movie together, and it's a great time. Um, so you should get in on that. Uh, get in on everything that we do. We're trying to. I'm. Uh, it's a weird time, and so one of the things that I think Brian and I and a couple of our other podcast buddies are doing is we're trying to to do as much as we can to at least provide some sort of entertainment. I know Ryan has started a new Patreon <laughs> show. Uh, Sean and I have started a new Patreon show Sean from Nerdy Thursday uh, we still have the King of the Hill show um, those are all on Patreon you can support us there uh, you get access to all of them but a new thing that Ryan and I just recently discussed that we're going to start doing is uh, instead of just locking content behind Patreon we're, we're just going to time gate it from now on so uh, all of the Patreon content that we have created uh, will be coming to the main channel. So anything that you do like that we do on there, um, if you want to support us, if you want to be a part of it early, get on Patreon, give us a buck. Uh, but if you don't, you'll still hear it. And we've got a lot of stuff coming out for you guys. So uh, we hope you like it. We like to talk about this stuff. And if you guys didn't listen, we wouldn't keep talking about it. So at least some of you like it. So uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is there's a lot more content coming. And uh, we're very appreciative as always, for any of you that choose to listen, uh, it is unfortunate Mike's here because I feel one fourth of our listener base will not listen to this episode <laughs> because he's a guest on it. So. <laughs> Mike but is just going to have real. to listen twice this week. Yeah. <laughs> Micah, yeah, you got to listen twice. <laughs> uh, but for real, uh, Mike, thank you for fucking coming on, man. I'm glad that uh, you got to pop your cherry with us with a, a pretty great movie. The other one yeah. that we were supposed to do was also a great movie that was your choice and it will still happen uh a uh, brilliant movie maybe a perfect movie one of the rare little but i'm not gonna hold my away, cards that is a perfect yeah, fucking movie. little different i, I little different type of discussion but it is it is yeah. you give me frank darabont you give me stephen king you give me a fucking winner of right. a movie usually Three times this man's done it mm-hmm. three of these that he's fucking just crushed so that's uh that's all i gotta say man other than check out Trimmers, I don't. I, we don't need to rate it. We all loved it. It was fucking great, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. holds up for a thirty-year-old movie. Watch it's Trimmers. crazy how good it still is. Yeah, it's on even Netflix, if you're not you into horror it. movies, it's fun and it's nothing too like bloody or violent or scary. It's perfect. Yep, absolutely. Watch Trimmers, and uh, I don't know if you're into wrestling. Talk about wrestling with Mike. He loves that stuff. <laughs> there's, there's. Uh, <laughs> 
There's a lot of people that do already, I know. I'm just whoring you out at this point. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Kyle. I'm Ryan. I'm Mike. And uh, we'll catch you next time, everybody. Thank you so much. Adios.